Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Interviewing top sports personalities from around the nation in order to provide you next-level insight and analysis into your Cleveland Browns. Blue Wire Hustle proudly presents All Eyes on Cleveland. And now, here is your host, Brad Ward. Welcome to a special crossover edition of All Eyes on Cleveland and the OBR Film Breakdown. I am Brad Ward, Jake Burns, the host of the OBR Film Breakdown and uh, a terrific writer and contributor over at the OBR uh, is with me. How are you doing, Jake? Great, Brad, man. Great. Good to, uh, good to get together. Make this a weekend thing here, no matter what it seems like. I like it. Yeah, I like it, too. And, you know, we got a lot, you know, not a lot, but there, there's some stuff to hash out today. Obviously, the uh, Watson introductory press conference today. Um we're just going to kind of hash this out. Let's talk it out. I have some feelings. I know you have some feelings. Let's let's get through it. Anything that jumped out and surprised you today? Um, listen, I think if you went into this press conference, whatever side you're on, wherever you draw the line in the sand in this whole operation, uh, and and again, reiterating, I don't think anybody's wrong with their feelings. And, and I, I think wherever you draw your line, you didn't, if you came into this press conference expecting it to be some major success, I think you were going into it with the wrong expectations. I talk all yeah. the time about expectations in life and those things being, you know, uh, whatever your reaction is, but is usually based on your expectations. If you went into this press conference expecting to be A, blown away, B, have your mind changed, C, expect Watson to come off as this great, great, great guy, like it just was never going to be that way. People had to remember a couple things. Deshaun has not really spoke publicly to the press in over a year. It's been a really, really long time ever since these allegations trickled in. He had some time in front of the press in Houston when he made that trade request. Then the, the after the trade request, things started to trickle in. So it to me, he he was nervous. Yes. Uh, pretty evident he was nervous. I thought all three of them, Kevin didn't speak very much. Obviously, Andrew did most of the speaking. All three of them were very, very calculated and the way in which they frame their words. There are some specific things I want to get into, but what I noticed was, and this is not to attack anybody, but the, the frame of that press conference, Brad, was this guy is guilty, and we are going to ask questions that put him on a uh, in an uncomfortable scenario for a guy who's gotten away with something. Okay, I did not feel like there were very many questions framed around he's innocent. It was a lot of how can you justify bringing this guy in? How can you uh, the character of this guy, uh, the women that were accused? That was a lot of the question. And the questioning goes along with the idea that he got away with something. Now, I'm not here to argue either side of that, but that was the nature of the press conference. And I think why the guys up there felt pretty uncomfortable, because it almost felt like the questions they were answering were geared around. We just we we did not necessarily like they knew that this was going to be it, but it was framed around this like three guys who were like 
getting away with something. Their posture was not like we've seen Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski give so many press conferences in three years, Brad, and they always look so calculated. Uh, their, their, their posture's great. They're comfortable in front of these people and they know how to manipulate the words right to be, uh, you, you know, to say something without saying anything. And I thought today it just looked like there were moments of real hesitation from Andrew. There were moments yeah. where his face was uncertain of how to answer things. And the same from Kevin. I think Kevin got one of those questions where he was like making this weird grimacey face. And it was just, it was uncomfortable for everybody up there because the tone of the whole thing was, this guy is guilty and got away with something while the Browns were leaning on. Essentially, we don't know whether that is true or not. We're trusting the legal process of this guy did not get indicted, just like any job would, Brad. Any job yeah. would give you if you pass a background check, they're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. You're hired like that's yeah. what they're doing. Essentially, now you might have the belief and that's fine that, that this is a standard raising position. That just because you weren't guilty of something or tried for something, you should be held to a different standard. Again, your line in the sand, totally fine. I'm not here to argue that. But what I noticed about today was there were three guys up there who were uncomfortable and who were being attacked for the decision to bring Deshaun to Cleveland. And they were framing a lot of things around. He's guilty. How do you answer for that? That yeah. was it. That's what I took away. I, I did too. Uh, I was uh, very much surprised at the tone of the questions. It was right from the start, right? Uh, and it was very combative. Um, and I felt like it almost felt a little bit, and, and I kind of mentioned this to you earlier, like maybe the press had, had uh, something to prove going in a little bit, or if they felt like um, they had heard the outcry or the outrage from some of the public and felt like they had to represent that in that room. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And I don't think that I didn't. Let me put it this way. I think the Cleveland media was asking questions that people, like you said, have been brewing for days. Yes. But the frame of those questions and the tone of some people there, I'm not going to call names, but the tone of some people there was built around kind of anger that the Browns would make this decision to bring this guy in. While Deshaun's whole thing was, I'm not guilty. I didn't do these things. I'm going to fight it. And but but people were going at it, and it's not even not guilty. It wasn't even tried. So people were going at it in a sense of, I guess, like a lot of the internet is saying. The, the, and, the, and again, it's such a sticky situation that it's hard that, right. that a lot of sexual crimes don't get prosecuted, and that's that's fine. I understand that rhetoric too, but that's why the whole thing was uncomfortable. Everybody there, from a question perspective, except for a couple people, pretty much framed it as. He's guilty. He's he gotten away it. with this. He did it. How are you going to answer or atone for these things? Like the therapy question. There were a lot of things. And then there was like some attacking stuff too, where the, th the, the way that I think that the, the salary cap question was framed without any understanding of how the Browns yeah. do pretty much every big contract is small at the beginning, base salary small that they do it that way. So that question and that question has come up from like the very beginning. I think it was like either Field Yates or Rappaport put that thing out about how his first year won't be impacted by the suspension because he only has a one million base salary. Well, go look at the information out there about how all of these big new deals base salary look and those guys aren't facing a potential suspension. So there are these things that people are mad about, Brad. And listen, there are a ton of things that are justifiable for people to be upset and bothered about. But like the contract structure 
is just a ludicrous thing to get mad at, in my opinion, because this is not an abnormal thing. It's actually very normal for how these contracts are structured. The second thing that we should talk about is this need or necessity to talk to the women involved in this. I'm mm. going to ask you a question and, and you can tell me what you think. The Browns framed it and they they probably did get this advice as, hey, did you did you do we need to talk? Should we talk to the women involved in these cases of 22 allegations? And they were urged not to because of the cases. Now, I get that there could be some gray area there. This was advice. It is not a guaranteed thing. Okay. The Browns mm-hmm. said they brought in a third party. It is not a thing that they could not talk to them, but they were advised not to talk to them is what they said. My question is this. If the, w- when these women give their accounts of what happened, they're not, they're free. They're answering and opening up about everything. Yes. What, what comes of that? If you go talk to these women, other than you showing we care about your side of the story, which I understand, what comes of that? You go talk to them, and they're probably going to tell you the same thing. These women, once again, have to relive this thing they're telling, which, as far as I know, is not a comfortable thing for them, right? right. And it's like, w- wouldn't you have a full understanding of what these women were claiming uh, happened based on reading the depositions? And maybe some of them have not given depositions. I really don't know, and I'm not here to be a legal expert. I have heard that some of these women have not given depositions, which is strange to me because in civil cases that you're involved in, I would think you would have given depositions. But nonetheless, I just don't see this giant hypocrisy. There's a lot of things here. The Browns, you could claim have done wrong. Fine. But this 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 they're being crushed publicly by not going and talking to these women. And it's like they've given the full account of what happened. Why do you also have to then go ask them to retell everything again? I don't fully understand why that is such a dire need. Now, tell me, Brad, if I'm wrong. I'm not understanding no, that. I, I would tend to agree with you there, and I feel like he was very careful in his words there because he got pressed by – I think it was I – I won't say names. Uh, but either way, he got pressed on that issue, right, kind of back-to-back questions there. And, and, he, and the words – the language was, you know, independent, unbiased investigators, right? And he kept using that. And, and I think what he was trying to get at, Andrew Barry I'm talking about, is that, listen – we got the full account of both sides by using unbiased third-party people that do not care about our interests or their interests. We we used investigators that got that information without having to do that, basically, right? Without having to go per- person to person, speak to each woman or speak to the lawyer, which he said, you know, he was advised not to by their lawyers, right? But we got unbiased, independent investigators to get the information. And I think the point he was trying to make is, we can get that information without doing that. Yeah, that's that's what I think too. I I get it if they wanted to talk to the women, Brad, that's fine. If they felt yeah. that was necessary. I also get the other side of that where they didn't think it was going to 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 do any good for the situation. So I don't know, man. I don't I don't know. I yeah. I, I don't have a th- these are two things that like people have these gigantic problems with and I'm like I, Whatever, I don't have man. a problem. I don't have a problem with that. Did you have a problem at all with his? Listen, let me. I'm just gonna say it. Do you have a problem at all with his straight doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling down on his innocence? Like he did if nothing. If he thinks wrong he's innocent, Brad, then he should. I actually thought his emotions were restrained. If he did not, okay. Like I, I if he didn't do this, if he real, if he didn't do it, which. I, again, I don't have any, I don't know. Don't know. I don't know. Don't know. I don't right. know. He, he wasn't, 
you can get a lot of things through grand jury pretty easily. You can. You can also mm-hmm. have this situation where prosecutors don't want to take a case because the evidence isn't good enough to feel like they can win it. I also understand that, too. But like, if I'm to believe he didn't even get taken to trial and he didn't do it, if that's the way you're going to believe and if that's what Watson truly believes, I would have been even more emotional today. If this right. is the first time that he's talked to the media, I'd be like, hey, man, like to be frank with you guys, this has been hell. I've been watching my name get tarnished over and over again for a year. All I care about is doing right by my football family, my real life family, my my community, and everything is being tarnished in front of my face. Because somebody asked the question, which I thought was a good one. How do you live with the fact that people will never forgive you for this? And right. he kind of answered it in a way, and I haven't gone back to reread the text form of the answers, but he kind of answered it as just something I've accepted is going to be the reality. While in, in my mind, it's like, if you didn't do this, man, I need to know how it's crushing you because it should matter a lot. Like, and maybe it does. And it's just, it's just a guy in front of a, a presser when he's probably the most nervous he's ever been in his entire life. Yeah. But, and I'm sure it, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm sure he was coached too, Jake. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. he was coached to not show any kind of anger or emotion. Just like when you're on the stand, you know, I've watched enough law and orders to know, right? Like if you lose your cool on the stand, that's a sign, right? Like, so you couldn't, he couldn't show any like anger or emotion. So I'm sure he was restrained, was coached not to do that. And it may have came off too bland to your point, right? Yeah. Like he I didn't just, put like, enough into it. There could be an, I, I think he talked about this. He had said once the situation is over with the civil suits, which again he's fighting those civil okay. suits. Now we'll see if he settles them. Yeah, we'll see if he settles. He says he's going to fight them to the end, which could draw into next season, which could be a really big uh, which is uh, distraction. But like he, here. Yeah. yeah, he's he's going to fight them because there were like rumors, Brad, way back when that Miami um wanted to make that trade but they wanted him to settle the civil suits First. before they made the trade yes. so like okay and again back to my kind of original thing weeks ago is like you can be mad at the browns that's cool but you should also share the outrage for the nfl because if you're there were multiple multiple teams the dolphins were willing to make this trade months and months and months before they even had a, a criminal answer in this whole thing the, whether they knew it was going to go to trial they just wanted him to settle the civil stuff like it's it's out there how many teams wanted them. So you can be mad at the Browns. That's cool. But this is an NFL thing that you have an issue with ultimately. So anyway, so if he's fighting those civil cases and trying to, to prove his innocence, like I just to me, that tells me he thinks he's really innocent. He's going to try to prove them with everything he has. And like. I don't know. And everybody up there today was framed around. You had to re- had to remember this. This was not going to be one where they tried to claim his innocence. They tried to like really hard, like push. These women are lying because there's issues with that in the in the civil case stuff here. And in, in terms of uh, liability things, I, I, I've been told this, that you can't yeah. do that because of the way the civil cases shake out and getting a fair deal. So they were very calculated with his words to your point, Brad, about being coached up. What I think has to happen in if we're ever going to see the Browns community or whatever that is off of Deshaun, uh, d- that is away from the Browns ever come back, is he has to give a post-civil suit situation interview. Okay? Yes. Where there's yeah. nothing of legality at question. It's all over. And he explains, here's the difference between what I thought happened and what they thought happened and why I think they're lying. He has to clear it up. He has to clear it up. And he yeah. pretty much today said he would do that 
when it all was done. He needs to clear it up because in some way, shape or form, Brad, in some way, shape or form, there was a clear discrepancy between what Deshaun thought was acceptable and what the women thought was acceptable. As far as we know, could there be a giant lie here being held for money? Sure. That is in the realm of that's an, what, do, what do we say? It's a non-zero chance, but there's right. it, to me a discrepancy. And I, and I'll go back to the Kobe situation, which is, um, you know, when he had the whole trial and all of that shook out, he eventually said in a letter, I can see where her, where what happened in her mind, where she was coming from in her mind with what she said happened. He eventually said, I understand I was not wrong, but I understand where she was coming from. Her point of view. Yes. So that's something Kobe eventually did. So that's something Deshaun's probably going to have to do is, and I think what a lot of people wanted today was him to say, and I think that's why the therapy question came up, Brad. Yeah. Like, I don't think I did anything criminally wrong, but like the, the, the this is something that keeps coming up. The, the Instagram model, the the not Instagram model, but the Instagram way of going after, you know, going out and getting massages. And which I thought was a weird too. answer, which I thought was a weird answer. It was, uh, it was I, a strange I answer. Would have avoided that answer altogether. Cause that to me, like, you know, uh, that's something that young people do. It's a social media thing. And that's the gist of that or something to that effect is how you phrased it. It wasn't well phrased and it, and it left a lot to be desired as an explanation. But at, to your point, all of his, as he said multiple times, he can't expound on any of this, and he can't be candid about any of it right now because of the pending suits. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I, I, and I totally Just certain get that. words they can't use. People wanted them to use the word like like the women were lying and like yes. wanted him to use the, the Andrew Barry to call him innocent or whatever. Right. And I just don't think they were going to use certain words that they thought could be buzzwords. But like, I thought Brad, that people wanted him to say he had a problem. They wanted him to be like, I have gone after this too hard in terms of seeking out women. And maybe I have a sexual addiction or something. Like, I think people wanted him to come out and say those things, and he just is not going to do that. He's not going to say, I need therapy. He's not going to go that route, period. And I think people wanted, to me, in my opinion, that's what some people wanted him to say. It's not an admission of a crime, but it's an yeah. admission of, I've done this thing with too many people, and I just, you, you didn't get it from him. So whether that doesn't suit what you wanted him to say or whatever, I just noticed that was an area of contention. And to your point, the question answer about the Instagram thing was, it was, you know, it was different. It, it's, it's, yeah. it was different. Where I came out on the on the counseling thing, and and I posted something on Twitter about it. it. It was, it was like, even if you think you're innocent, and I get your point too, Jake. But even if you think you're innocent, and I and I understand that he can't say this because you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And probably why he didn't say anything. And he kind of led into it a little bit later, like, yeah, I'll have conversations that can help avoid me from getting in the situation. So he kind of got to where I wanted him to get. But like, even if you're fully innocent, your decision making hasn't been great in this whole thing either way, right? 
Like, at some point, your decision-making was a little bit faulty to end up in this situation, even if you're innocent, even if, you know, they're lying, all these women are lying on you. Your decision-making hasn't been great in that, in that, I guess, realm is where I'm coming from. So, like, to shut down counseling and say, like, I don't have a problem, I don't have an issue, I get that he probably has to do that from a legal standpoint, but a little bit kind of... I thought that was maybe doubling down one too one too many times, but I get your yeah, point too. Yeah, it's like if you if you say, and again back to the other point with this, like if you say he's innocent, with litigation still happening, you're 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 putting you're putting yourself in a, in a in a spot where At you're risk. accusing the women of lying. And again, I just think there's there's bigger, clearer press conferences coming down the road. Whether he ends up settling and has to explain the settlement, or if he doesn't and he fights these and gets gets a gets a winning situation, there are bigger questions that can be asked there, Brad, that he can actually clear up, or Andrew Barry can actually clear, but they couldn't do it today. So overall, I don't think it was an absolute disaster. I'm not even going to touch on the Haslam's because they didn't say anything no, of relevance, no. and they're down away from the whole thing. And I just I just even it's hard. I get they might have had obligations, but that decision was so big that no matter what was happening, they should have been there, too. I really hate that they weren't there. I don't think it looks good. And I get that there's owners meetings and things happening elsewhere. But they that decision was so big. Everybody should have been in that room. And to put A.B. and Kevin up there like that to take the bullets in the trenches was really really unfair. But, Agreed. you know, to the to the general point, this press conference we knew was going to be ugly, Brad. It, it was always going to to be one that nationally was hated on and mocked. Yes, it was always going to be that way. It wasn't far off that expectation. But I do say they made some statements today, Watson specifically, where he promised things down the line. And I do hope he gets a chance and is it is willing to come back and visit these things and clear up some of those things not understood because right now everybody is still tight roping a fine line with Absolutely. active cases. Let me get to this real quick. Cause I know we got to go. One question I wanted to hear and my biggest concern coming away from this whole thing, Jake, right? As a Browns fan, as a Browns fan, his, his intent to not settle. And I totally get that. And he wants to fight each case, but if he does, he will not see the field in my opinion for a long, long time. My question, if I had one question today, I would have said to him, or question, I would have asked him, if it means getting on the field sooner, would you consider settling this case? And would you consider it just to move on, to move on to the next step in your life, move on, settle, move on, and move on to the next chapter of your life? Like, isn't that more important at this point? New city, new football team, get back to playing football. But if he fights all 22 cases, Jake, he could be... That could take forever. They might not let him play while he's doing that and then suspend him after that. I mean, as a Browns fan, I am extremely concerned with his intent. Yeah, I think I think his intent is to hold on to innocence as long as he, you know, is he feels like right now his innocence is tied to these cases. His his proof of innocence is tied to the results of these civil cases. And I think that there will be some hard discussions where the NFL will give him clear outlines on this. Somebody asked about that today, and it's like, hey, man, you think they're A, going to tell you anything about this right now? And B, like, if they knew if the Browns were somehow tipped off on how the NFL is going to handle this, you think they would share that with us publicly? This was a waste of a question. I think your right. question was spot on here. It, it does have long term ramifications because if like if they if they keep fighting these uh, the way they are right now, does that mean they put on they put them on the exempt list? Because that could happen. 
or, right. uh, they, or they don't suspend him until they finish, right? And maybe if they finish up in season and then they're ready to drop a suspension on him when the Browns are eight and two or something like that, right? Yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of NFL-based information that needs to be passed to them in terms of how the NFL is going to handle a potential suspension because the NFL might say, hey, if you go to civil suit, and you and you settle these things, we're going to suspend you automatically. Or they could say, "Hey, we if you clear your name of these things, we can't suspend you until it's over, and we might not even suspend you because you cleared your name in civil co- in civil court." So I don't know. I I literally am like not even educated on how any of that would work. But that's a good question, and I think the, that the Browns are going to gather information with Watson and decide what the best way is to go about it. Because you're right, yeah. there are some things about a moving on, b his field eligibility that are very important to this whole thing. Would it be satisfactory to you, Jake, if he came forward in a press conference and said, listen, my intent was, I I proclaim my innocence, my intent was to fight all 22 of these cases, but that's just not feasible at this point, and I want to move on with my life and start my life in Cleveland and start playing football, face my suspension, and go from there. Would would you have a problem with that? Because I feel like Cleveland fans would be like, Hallelujah. Get this rain cloud, dark cloud out from over our city and let's move forward. He doesn't. This is a terrible answer, I think. And and maybe I'm copying out. I don't He doesn't have to prove anything to me. He doesn't. His his situation is between him and whoever else is involved up there. He doesn't have to prove anything to me. I I just I hate to say it this way, but I'm not here. I don't his, his who he has to answer to for what actually did or didn't happen, Brad. That's that's him and his belief in whoever he believes in above. Right. Like I, he doesn't have what he proves to me or doesn't prove to me doesn't change anything about the situation. It doesn't change my day job of covering the Cleveland Browns. I'm just going to cover them. Like I, I, that's my thing. Like I, 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 it's a terrible answer maybe, but he doesn't. No. He doesn't have to prove anything to me. Like it doesn't matter what he proves or doesn't prove. Maybe that's good for some people. Maybe people who are teetering on the fandom line are like, hey, he's got to do this, that, or the other to prove to me in there, or they're going to bail. Like that, that may be those people. Okay. If that, that could be for them. But like to me, he's not in, he's not in criminal court. He, he, he didn't get charges pressed and he's fighting for his name. And what comes of the civil cases for me will ultimately tell me whether he was. Re- let me say it this way. I don't know if I'm making sense. There's no, you so are. Much, there are. There's so much gray area here, Brad. I don't know if we'll ever know if he did or didn't do it. We will never sure. know that. And the result of civil cases and the evidence are never going to give us a perfect answer on that. So, like, hey, man, so, you you need so to be to good with point, it yourself. Move on, bro. Like, he needs yeah. to figure out his best way. If that means fighting it until you're proven uh, the criminal case, the, the, the civil cases work out, like your favor then do it if that's what you need to mentally move on if you're going to be okay with settling them and then saying what you just said brad and able to move on and be a quarterback in the nfl and handle your duties then do that too whatever's good for him is he's got he has to make that choice and some fans can tie their fandom to i'm just not wired that way so yeah do do what's good for you and 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 kudos to you that's a great but he doesn't have anything to prove to me either it's just more of like even if he fights all 22 and he proves his innocence I think a lot of people are still going to look at him like he did it. So why not move on to the next phase of your life? I yeah. guess that's kind of where I'm at. I but. can see that point. Totally can see that point. If he can do that, get up in front of the media and speak about it freely and explain his side and explain why he did it and 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 he's comfortable with it, he'll never make he's never going to make everybody happy here, Brad. He's never yeah. he's got to live with that. He's got to live with that and that sucks uh, all around. He's just never going to make everybody happy here. 
And to your point, that's that's between him and, and, and whoever, whatever he believes in. You're absolutely yeah. right. That's that's a great point and very well said. Jake, great job. I think we hit on everything important here, uh, and we killed it. Uh, this is, once again, crossover edition, the OBR film breakdown with the great Jake Burns. I am Brad Ward of All Eyes on Cleveland. You can get this episode at either location. Any, any uh, parting words here, Jake? No, Brad, always my pleasure to join you, man. Difficult subject, guys. Hopefully you can see some of the things where we're coming from, just trying to give some perspectives on things, but, you know, can't change anything. None of us can change anything other than give some thoughts tied to it and have discussions around it and learn from it as best we can. All all, all sides learning from, from everything presented. The thing I'm going to take away from what you said tonight the most, Jake, is that, you know, we can, I think that... As you pointed out, he, he pointed to a, a period down the line where he can be more candid about this and maybe we get a better understanding of that. That's what I hope yeah. does come eventually, yes. Absolutely. Once again, a crossover, uh, All Eyes on Cleveland, the OBR film breakdown for Jake Burns. I am Brad Ward, and we are out. <laughs>